Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello, everybody, and this is Steve. Um, welcome to the Through the Noise podcast. So it's, I guess it's been a mixed half of the uh, first half of 2023 for investors. So developed markets have been much more resilient than expected, but elevated geopolitical risks have obviously been weighing on market sentiment in Asia. Uh, in such a turbulent macro environment, we launched our H2 outlook last week, outlining our views across different asset classes and proposing our stay calm and carry on approach to navigate through this tough and difficult situation. With me here today, I have Michelle Cam, who's an investment strategy in the equity team. And we will be digging deeper into specific asset classes, particularly looking at the outlook for equity markets. So hi, Michelle. Let's start about the strong performing areas first. So US equities have performed really robustly so far this year. As we enter the second half of the year, what are your views on global equities as well as the US equity market? Hi, Steve. Great to have you here today. So um, going into the second half of this year, um, we've actually upgraded global equities to neutral stance. This is largely driven by our upgrade in the U.S. equities because um, from a marginally underweight view previously to now a neutral stance also. Um, Overall, we're seeing that the economic data in the U.S. has been stronger than expected. For example, excess household savings, which is sustaining the consumption-led growth, has been longer than initially anticipated. And on top of that, concerns about the financial sectors has not triggered further risk of sentiment so far. And that's why we're expecting that the U.S. recession might extend to the first quarter of next year instead of the fourth quarter of this year from our previous views. And on top of that, uh, we can see that the AI-driven rally has propelled the growth heavy U.S. equities to break above its um, key resistance on the upside. Um, As we can tell, the MSCI U.S. IT index has been up by almost 40% year-to-date, largely riding on the outperformance of megatech and also semiconductor stocks. But however, we do note that this is a double-edged sort where the rally has been concentrated and not broad-based. We're also alert of the region's relatively expensive valuation and the Fed is further um, signaling tightening ahead, which might dampen investors' sentiment in a near term. Yeah, so I guess you know we've got uh, quite a positive short-term environment. I, still, yeah, I guess we still have that you know, negative concern or, or around uh, a recession uh, in next year. But at the moment, we're still expecting equity, U.S. equities to, to grind a little bit higher uh, um, in, in the short term. Let, let's move to Asia. So Japanese equities have also performed very strongly uh, so far this year. Now, obviously, there's a lot of people concerned that this is very late to join the party in Japanese equities. Um, But what are your views on the region, given where we are today? Right. So that's a great question. So um, currently, we're still overweighting on Japanese equities and expect the region to outperform global equities in a 6 to 12 month horizon. Um, We're seeing multiple tailwinds here, um, supporting the region's sustainable growth. Firstly, um, Tokyo Stock Exchange Initiatives um, is trying to improve corporate governance, which is prompting some Japanese-listed companies to increase share buybacks and also focus on shareholder values, trying to increase their transparency from companies and trying to encourage dialogues with investors. And secondly, um, yen remained weak with the U.S. dollar 
um, slash yen, currently lying at slightly above the 144 range, which is near to the November 2022 level, largely supporting earnings growth going forward. Although we see that a potentially strengthening yen might hinder Japan's economic recovery and dampen corporate earnings, we do believe that an unhedged FX exposure might mitigate some of those risks. And thirdly, foreign investors' positioning remains relatively strong. As we can see currently in Japanese equities, there are consecutive 10 weeks of net foreign inflows as of mid-June. And all of that being said, uh, we do know that recent rally in the region has boosted valuation higher, but it's currently still at around a discount of 9% relative to global equities by the end of June. We are seeing a potentially um, valuation re-rating here, as the region is still trading significantly below its long-term average of a 5% relative premium. Okay, let's let's look at other areas of Asia. So obviously, um, you know, being a bit more disappointing on this front, um, especially obviously uh, when it comes to China markets. So what, what's the outlook for the second half for China and Asia? Okay, so um, in our second half outlook, we do stress on leaning on Asia as a part of our keep calm and carry on strategy. So Asia and Japan remain as one of our overweighting regions. Um, and while the timing of a recession in the developed markets appears to be slightly pushed, but it's still likely to happen in a 12-month horizon. And that's why this might prompt investors to rotate back to Asia X Japan equities, where monetary environment remain relatively easy versus the developed markets. The region has also been reasonably valued in our view, where the 12-month forward PE is now trading at a 19% relative discount to global equities, which is also significantly below their long-term average. And taking a look specifically into China equities. So while China equities have disappointed in the first half of this year, we do see that the region um, is likely to perform in line with Asia Japan equities, which is our overweight uh, regions. Um, a few points to note that first, um, domestic traveling spending during the Dragon Boat Festival holiday recently has fell short of their pre-COVID levels, which underscored a slowdown in consumption. And secondly, um, economic data releases recently have also been pushing further to fears of a disinflationary dis um, scenario, which leads us to believe that it is likely to have more stimulus going forward by the central government to support economic growth. And on top of that, in a valuation perspective, China's equities remain relatively attractive with their 12-month um, forward PE currently trading at um, below one standard deviation from their long-term average by the end of June. And in particular, we are also neutral China onshore versus offshore equities. But we do note that the recent visit by Antony Blinken, the U.S. Secretary of State, might also help soothe um, tensions between the U.S. and the China, which is likely to improve performance in the offshore market that is more sensitive to foreign inflows and outflows. Yeah, it does seem like the US and China are really working very hard um, to get on better terms with each other, although obviously the restrictions around exports is going to be a challenge uh, in some regards. Okay, let's look at the um, the last region to, of note, um, you know, Europe. We're neutral on euro area equities. We're underweight the UK. Um, is this still the case as we move into the second half of the year? And what's the rationale for the views that we have? Yes, we do. Um, we retain our expectation of having a U European recession in the next year. Um, and that's why we stay neutral in euro area equities. So um, 
On the positive side, the region is currently at um, trading at a significantly um, valuation discount, which we believe that is likely to offset some of the negative impacts from an aggressive interest rate hikes from the ECB. But on the negative note, we do see that euro area equities has been underperforming the U.S. ones because of its heavier um, tilt in the value equities, which is likely to be a headwind um, in the near term because the current environment where cap yields is continuing to boost performance of growth stocks. And besides, we're also remaining our underweight stance on the UK equities because of its negative earnings growth, despite its significantly cheap valuation. Inflation does remain as a key concern, and this might lead to further potential tightenings by the BOE. And similar to euro area equities, the UK equities are also very heavy on value sectors. And that's why um, it might be overshadowed by the growth once globally. Okay, well, thanks, Michelle, for walking us through the second half outlook for equity markets. Uh, And thank you, listener, uh, for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, Please do not forget to like and subscribe to the SC Money Money Insights channel. Excuse me. Uh, I will be talking to Abhilash Narayan over the next couple of days as well, talk about bonds and also currency markets. Uh, We wish you a great week ahead. Take care. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.